Welcome to Forward, the podcast of the Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance. This is your home for progressive, thought-provoking real talk in the chiropractic profession. Featuring the legends, the innovators, and the thought leaders that move our profession forward. And now your host, Dr. Bobby Maybe. And it's like, well, yeah, that's, that's where you got yourself in trouble. You went shopping for the right answer instead of listening to the experts. Well, anybody that's ever done personal injury work to any extent that has had the opportunity to be deposed or to go to court, you got to know that one of the uh, opposing attorney's favorite topics is, doctor, I see you charge this patient X amount of dollars. Do you charge every patient you see X amount of dollars? And they'll just tear up their billing out the wazoo yeah. and and get their get their bills reduced um and it's like well what else are you doing that isn't right doctor you know i mean it just wh- so why it a can of worms yourself, yeah why open yourself up to that you know just say we charge every patient the exact t- same the only time we offer a discount is i'm in your network it's a mandated fee schedule i'm a discount part of a discount medical plan or it's a financial hardship what's your next question counselor that's pretty easy what what Besides financially, because this is obviously a, a great offering for a potential patient and family members, besides financially speaking, what other benefits does a potential patient have that you can think of? Well, you know, the main thing for the patients is they are able to get the discounts. They are to be able to bring in their family members under the family plan. And because we are a nationwide network, as mobile as our society is today, they move to other parts of the country. They still have, you know, network providers available. Uh, that's the the primary thing. And and Bobby, if people, you know, when, when we work with a doctor's office, we don't just say, hey, tell us what you want. And by the way, the doctors do, do get to set their own level of discounts. We don't tell them what to discount. But one of the exercises that we challenge them to take is, do you even know what your overhead is? And you'd be dumbfounded how many doctors have no idea no, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be dumbfounded at all. Businesses. So if, if anybody listening to this wants to kind of get an idea of what your cost of doing business is, literally down to your cost of rendering an adjustment, go to our website and there's a, an office overhead calculator. Run your numbers and it's not hard. You know, you take your total office visits, your gross income, your net income, uh, your number of office visits that you see in a year, and you'll come up with your number. And if you aren't charging at least that, you know, you can't buy oranges for a dime and sell them for a nickel and expect to make a profit. Well, you need to know what your overhead is in order to kind of know what, where to where to at least place your, your your fees. So, you know, that's one of the important things uh, on the doc side is making sure that that they are charging appropriately because I don't care how good a chiropractor you are. If you're not profitable, you can't help anyone. You can't stay in business. Do all doctors in an office have to participate? Yes. And the reason for that is we don't want to, you know, depending on who the patient may see that day, we don't want them getting uh, one bill uh, from a doctor for X amount and another uh, for another amount that just creates uh, confusion for the practices. Now, if they are completely independent practices, those don't exist filing under separate tax ID numbers and Ray, uh, come on, come on now. We know how this works. Yeah. 
We, we know we know everyone's pretending to be independent contractors, but they're all employees. We don't need to well, go. That, there. That's another course for another <laughs> day. Uh, there's, there's this. I'm trying to think of the acronym of this group. They're 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 well known. Uh, I think it's called the IRS. Yeah, that has rules and regulations on who can and can't be considered a, um, um, you know, an independent contractor. But you know, I don't know how much credibility they have. Ray, I've never heard of anyone getting in trouble from the IRS. Yeah. I've never seen a single person post it on Facebook that they were in trouble from the IRS. Kind of like when you get in trouble for audits and fines and penalties in your boards of examiners and investigations. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, interesting anecdote in our Facebook group, someone had posted someone, a member in our Facebook group, their office was raided by the IRS. You know, it's Lovely. in the news and there's pictures of the IRS there with machine guns. And and that fellow, wow. of course, that fellow posted right there to Facebook. I'm innocent. I didn't do nothing. This will all be cleared up later on. I'm like, I don't think so, my friend. They don't uh, just show up. Hey, <laughs> I, 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 I've had, I have sat with uh, IRS attorneys and auditors and investigators. And here, here's the one thing I can tell you with 100% confidence. When they show up, they already have you. Yeah. And of it course, not, you know, you never heard from this fella for years. It is, not <laughs> by, it is not by chance. It is game over. And, you know, your, your, your first response is, well, the first response is, I didn't do it. Nobody saw me. I want to talk to my attorney. The reality yeah. they should say is, I need to talk to my attorney. And yeah. don't go get your real estate attorney, please. Your uncle, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right uh, it's a funny world man it's a funny yeah. funny world um i think those were good questions to ask there i, I got a good one in there yeah yes you did i, I slipped I up i stopped playing dumb i stopped playing dumb for a second okay yeah, so like, continue like with the playing the dumb uh idea here or or plain facetious so i that all the all that these dmpos are is just offering some sort of alternative to insurance. And when someone walks in the office and they can't afford my care, I just throw this at them. No, it is not an alternative to insurance. It is not health insurance and should not replace insurance. It does not qualify as insurance under the um, Affordable Care Act. You, you need to memorize that. So no, it's not a form of coverage. It is it's basically, do you want to play, pay with Visa, MasterCard, American Express, or do you want to pay under a discount medical plan? We just have to remove all references to insurance or, or coverage or even a plan. I, I literally have, in the regulations that we have to follow, we can't say plan. We can't say coverage in any of our marketing material whatsoever. So, uh, you know, do the uh, practice, do the doctors in the program do they get that training as well absolutely positively absolutely it, it is well quite frankly i think it's one of the reasons million plus patients we've never had a, a complaint of misrepresentation to to anyone because of the clarity okay so i have a i have patients and they're under active care and they have insurance coverage one of the one of the plans we all know the names and now they're going into the maintenance care world and I would like to continue to adjust them in under maintenance care. Can I charge them a different price for a maintenance adjustment versus their normal adjustment? 
Oh boy, I'm so glad you asked this question. <laughs> Uh, and, and for the record, we did not supply Bobby with any questions. This is me, man. I'm I'm firing off of all cylinders. I've had some green tea this morning. Okay. So I want to ask you two questions. When you adjust a patient, they have a certain experience. And let's say you're charging 50 bucks for your visit. When they go to maintenance and you adjust a patient, is it any less effective do they experience anything different? Did your overhead go down? Did your staff hours go down? Did your malpractice go down? And if none of that is true, why would you charge them a lesser fee? And think about the, the unintended consequence of doing that. Number one, it absolutely represents to the patient that when I'm hurting, it's a higher fee when I'm not hurting or I don't need active care, it's a lower fee. So if I'm Joe Blow and I'm trying to manage my healthcare expense and I come in and I happen to fall down three, you know, three steps last night carrying my dog and I come in and I know it's going to cost me more if I tell you I injured myself, are you not setting yourself up for some liability unintentionally? I don't want my patients telling me their, quote, truth based on what they have to pay. Does that make sense? Oh, and they will. Sure. No, it does. Oh, absolutely, they will. You know, the, the other thing we run into is, you know, doctors wanting to charge $1 for treating kids or $5. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, we love taking care of people. We love helping families. But let me tell you something, buddy. If I bring my child in there and your fee is $50 and you're charging me a dollar or two dollars or five, you know, some ridiculous number that's below your cost of doing business. You hurt my child, and it is game on. I, I you know, I'm gonna, I am gonna file malpractice. I am gonna go after you. So why are we charging people less for for the service that we render that is indistinguishable by them when they receive it? I, I, I don't. I don't understand that. I'm not, I want doctors to do what they want to do, but I, I want them, I want them to think again. That is a great book by Adam Grant that makes us kind of challenge everything we think to think differently, uh, to think contrarian sometimes. And so, you Ooh, know, I'm good at that. it's our heart that wants us to help people. Um, and, and because we're in healthcare, you know, it's kind of our calling, but, you know, we're often not good business people and we don't think through some of the ramifications of what we do. I think we're on the same page here and it's a new movement that I want to start in chiropractic and it's charging more for maintenance. <laughs> hey, hey, why Charging not? more for it because you bring more to the picture. All right. Now we're talking performance. We're talking a different outcome. And uh, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. And I'm kidding at the same time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Th somebody actually did ask me that a week ago. And I told them basically what you've said before. Your fee is your fee is your fee. Obviously, if you have a code, there's a fee for it. Yep. And if you are providing the service that is that code, that's the fee for it. 
Yeah. If you want to charge something else, perhaps you create a different code for it. No, 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 no. I, I, I need my, my buzzer here. So let's have that short. Christy. Comment. Have you ever heard, have you ever heard of upcoding and downcoding? I'm just, what about making up coding? We're just making up codes. Um, I'm going to have, pardon me, but I'm going to have to hit my bullet, you know what, but, um, Coding is dictated by the CPT book, and it says that, you know, you must use the code that most accurately describes the service delivered. Well, there is nothing more accurately to describe a spinal adjustment as the 98940 series. And believe it or not, we do have doctors that submit their own codes and we have to have a little conversation that that is not permissible. As a matter of fact, in our in our agreement with the doctors, it very clearly says you must abide by commonly accepted coding and billing guidelines. And so your fee is your fee is your fee, and the codes are the codes are the codes. Now, what some of our I, I, <laughs> I often say that our DC stands for a doctor of creativity because we just make crap up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so we have. Uh, a number of doctors that will, if you're a PI or a workers comp, I'm going to bill you a 99203 or 204, but I've solved the problem for my cash patients because I'll only charge you a 99201. Wrong, bucko. You can't do that. What hmm. were the components of the exam that you provided? And that should be the code that you use with the corresponding fee. You cannot downcode in order to just to charge a lesser fee. And just as importantly, as I mentioned earlier, if your fee is 50 bucks and you happen to see the occasional PI or workers comp and it allows hundred bucks, you cannot upcode so you can get the higher reimbursement. Your fee is your fee is your fee, your codes are your codes are your codes. Do I need to repeat that? No, you're right. DC, the creativity is people, that's what, you know, when I see complaints as well, that's what people are doing. They're being very creative. Like you yep. should, in my point of view, when it comes to coding is that you should not, it's like set it and forget it. You have yep. your prices and you have your codes and everything matches up. And then you don't participate in that anymore. No. You check off what you've done and hopefully you have staff. I think a lot of the solo practitioners get in trouble with this too, because they actually are looking over their things like you do your work, check off the box of the thing you did, and then move on. Yeah. And, and don't, and don't sit there and be. think like, hmm, I can get a little bit more out of this if I, maybe if I add an extra timed code here, or, you know, maybe that was more like spinal and extra spine. Like I can, if I can find a way in the history to yeah. get some extra spinal yeah. justification it's, here, it's that's where the trouble gets. Instead yeah. of just doing what you do, checking off your boxes and moving on. We, we have a, a webinar that, that we've done and we've sponsored this, this uh, doctor a couple of times. I think he's out of Georgia. And if you want to hear a heartbreak story, um, this doctor had a couple of practices. He was audited. Um, <clears throat> and the judge, uh, I think there was something in his reply to the audit um, where he basically said, well, I was tweaking my coding. Ooh. And it cost this guy, how many years was he in jail? He was in jail for 30 months. 
Yeah. And it, his fines were $2.9 million, which he paid before the sentencing. So yeah. he paid to put himself in jail a million dollars, $1.2 million, $1.3 million a year. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the, the, you know, and listening to his story, uh, I guess the, the most dramatic part was he realized that um, after this happened, you know, he's from Georgia. They love to hunt. He said, I realized that as with this conviction on my record, I can never, ever take my kids hunting. Can't own a firearm. That's right. Yeah. Can't, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, people don't understand the the repercussions of it. And, and literally, um, you know, he was billing some NMR, I think is what the, the issue was. Is, is that accurate, Christy? And that was one of a couple of that, things. Yeah. There were some issues that were clearly mistakes that um, yeah. his billing department did find, but um too late. Well, you know, what was interesting is he said that they came to him and they were like, we we build for services not rendered accidentally. How do we fix this? And he was so busy. He's like, we'll fix it tomorrow. We'll fix it tomorrow. We'll fix it tomorrow until it falls into that black hole on your desk. And one of the things that I think was so impactful about his webinar and when he taught at the chiropractic colleges about his experience was don't ever wait until tomorrow. Tomorrow will never come. You will never fix it. And had he self-reported, had he gone in there and tried to fix it, that the sentencing could have been different. The the repercussions would have been different, but it was kind of a layered effect. By the time he was audited, investigated, and the FBI showed up, I mean, they already knew what he had done. Bobby, let me pass this, uh, this along. This is something we did in our practice every single day. And no doctor ever left the practice. Uh, my two associates never left the practice without a printout from the front desk showing everybody that was seen and what the codes were. Because you and I both know you get busy in a practice <clears throat> and let's say I'm adjusting, you know, cervical spine, upper thoracic and an extremity. Well, I do that for two or three visits. And then let's say the extremity is doing fine and I don't adjust it. But a lot of the software does salt, same as last time. Right. Or, or I mark on, on my fee sheet what was done and I forget, well, I didn't really do the extra spinal. That's an error, but not corrected. It can turn into a pattern. And then the other thing happens. How many times have you seen a patient, they're in for a quote routine visit, and then they happen to say, well, you know, <clears throat> on the way here, I was rear-ended and you did, you know, you did an exam, but you forgot to bill for it because your routine is your routine is your routine. And so a lot of doctors, if they will start that practice of reviewing their day sheets before they go home and sign off on it and or send and, and send a, an email to your staff saying, I've reviewed today's charges. They are accurate as reported. Something to where if you were to get audited, you've got a paper trail that not only am I trying to make sure I'm doing the right thing, I'm coming, I'm checking my own work to try to make sure that I'm catching errors or omissions. Hey, Ray, look, look here, man. What? Most of us out here, we're just one doctor in a box. We don't see that many patients. No one's ever going to bust us for anything. You want somebody to take your box away? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's the quote of the month. Yeah. Leave, yeah, leave we my, don't leave get in trouble. They don't look at us small fish. <laughs> you know, actually, they're, they're the easiest fish to catch, really. That's right. Uh, 
And again, let, let me be clear. I don't want to instill fear in anyone. I just want people to know what the facts are. Well, and this is, this is, is if you know what's out there, then you can take, you know, preventive measures. You can change some of the way you're doing things. And, you know, for the doctors that are out there say, oh, I've been doing it this way uh, so long, it's hard to change. The reality is it's harder to deal with an audit or an investigation than it is to change. And if you've been doing something wrong, you know, we, you talk about compliance. The reality is I've, I've probably done everything wrong at one point in time in my career. But the difference is when I find out I'm doing something wrong, I do have a compli compliance manual that I blow off all the dust and I, not really. <laughs> I, I, I just make an entry on this date. I listened to this webinar or this podcast. I found out ABCD as of this date, I've taken corrective action to, to fix that. And then if you get audited, there's a lot of grace they there. Can see you're a good guy and you're trying to make improvement. Otherwise, you're like the guy speeding down the highway with a radar detector, earning <laughs> what I like. I don't like tickets. I call them driving awards. So, you know, if, if the highway patrolman stops you and you got a radar detector, it's game on. They want to see your license. They want to see your registration. They want to see everything. But if you don't have that, in other words, if you're being compliant and they audit you, then, you know, it's like, well, he found out he was doing something wrong. All they want you to do is take corrective action and not keep doing the same thing because then it's knowing and willfully violating the law. If That's you right. know something and you're not willing to change it, you know, you're, you're kind of on your own at that point. Uh, you know, I think this is a big barrier for a lot of younger docs, uh, a barrier to scaling, a barrier to that bigger success. Like everybody wants to be bigger. They think the answer to being bigger or the, they think the only pathway to being bigger a lot of times is just hiring another associate, seeing more patients. That's all it is, right? It's just mm -hmm. doing more business means that I'll be more successful. I know a lot of those folks who got bigger without compliance, got bigger without a plan, got bigger without following the rules, whatever you, however you want to sure. lay all that out, they weren't ready for it. Like this is a big element of, the, it's a big piece of the puzzle to say, are you ready for a bigger stage? is how you can manage yourself on a compliance standpoint and on a management standpoint in these issues. And they just don't have it. They might have charisma. They might be able to see 50 more people a day with their body or their plan or hiring an associate, but they can't do this. And this is the, this is the layer that holds them back. Well, uh, Bobby, uh, you know, I've, I've worked with Kathy Mills Chang a long time and, and she makes a statement that, um, the most regulated entity in the United States is the environment. The second most regulated entity in the United States is healthcare, which we are part of. And unfortunately, the OIG's guidelines on compliance and, and regulations, there's I've read them. There's not a single line, sentence, or paragraph in there that says these rules do not apply to a single doctor office with a box. You know, and, and the reality is it is hard to keep up with all of this stuff. And well, quite frankly, sidebar, uh, I, I'm, I'm a recovering compliance officer. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's a struggle, man, <laughs> but I dislike compliance so much because there's an emotional cost. 
There is an intellectual cost. We don't like doing it. We're not good at it. Our, we delegate it to our, our staff. And quite frankly, that's scary because it is complicated. And it literally got to a point in my office where I just said, you know, I want it out of here. It is so negative. It is so tedious. And, and more importantly, if I'm running any size business, do I want to be spending time taking care of patients and generating revenue? Or do I want to be spending time dealing with compliance, HIPAA compliance, all the billing? I mean, I want that crap to the degree I can out of my office. And so I did outsource billing. I did outsource compliance. Uh, you know, one of our other uh, ventures that I'm involved in is called Cairo Armor. And it is for practices that you're always going to have to do some level of compliance, but you literally have the ability to outsource compliance and have an external compliance officer that just kind of, you know, they do your records review for you. They tell you where you, your, your notes are lacking. Um, and and is, is it an expense? Yes, but it's also an investment to allow you to scale and grow and focus on patient care. And, and quite frankly, just not have that that, that negativity. It's not for everyone. Everybody doesn't need it, you know, depending on the sky, size and scale of their practice. It can, it can be scaled down to some extent, but no one is exempt from it. Great. That's great. That's perfectly stated. Um, all right. So let's head to the home stretch. Charlie Brown has rounded turn three. We want to make sure Charlie Brown doesn't run off the track and into the woods like he did in the cartoon. And he actually makes the last turn to the finish line. I'm tracking. There is a process that a doctor must go through to qualify to be a Cairo Health USA provider. True or false? That is true. Okay. Um, the, the cost is outrageous. Many can't afford it. Um, Chrissy's shaking her head. It's like, this isn't good PR, man. You know, you know, it, it is uh, when I started this company, um, I'd been part of networks in the past that charged the doctors a fee to be a part of their, their network. And oh, by the way, there are some quasi-DMPOs out there that charge the doctors a fee, despite the fact that there's at least one state I know of where you can't do that. Um, but there's never been a charge for the doctor to join Cairo Health USA. Um, never will be. Uh, that that wasn't uh, our, our idea, again, because I'd been charged to be in them. Um, and we don't do full-blown credentialing. Uh, I have, in the past, I owned a company called Conservacare Corp. We had the contract for the state of Mississippi health plan, 195,000 covered lives. And we did truly do primary source uh, verification during our credentialing. Uh, fortunately, the DMPOs do not require that. And um, so we, we do get their practice demographics. We do obtain a copy of their fee schedules, their malpractice, uh, because we are steering and driving patients to doctor's offices. We have over 300 and maybe three to 400 searches a week for people on our website looking for a provider. So we do we, we do make sure that they, you know, they have certain things in place that they've got, you know, premise liability and that type thing. That's for the patient's protection as, as well as for ours. And, and literally all of the process, we have, we've had some doctors take two years to get on board. 
sure. <laughs> you know, the, the ones that keep pushing it to the corner of the desk. And we literally have doctors that come on in a single day. It just depends on how fast they, they want to move and can move. So why do you think there are going to be valid reasons to not participate? But where where is foolishness coming in here? Like, where are people mis dropping the ball? Where are doctors dropping the ball? Uh, I, I think it's an education process, and I've been at it for 15 years to try to educate the profession on this. You know, you don't know what you know or, or what you don't know. And the, the reality is, uh, I mean, I remember my, quote, business courses in chiropractic college. None of this was really talked about. Uh, we don't hear a lot about it uh, other than uh, the fact that companies like Cairo Health USA are out there. You know, we teach courses literally all over the nation. We'll, we'll travel how many times this year, Christy? I think we're up to 60 now. Yeah, six, 60 wow. different events this year where we, we are sponsoring speakers to the state associations. Uh, Christy speaks on this topic. I speak on this topic. It's usually done under what's called risk management. And sure. the reality is, you know, a lot of people don't face their risk and don't address them. Uh, and, and there's that mentality of, Oh, everybody's doing it. Um, it's not a problem. And I will just say that, no, it's not a problem right up until the moment it is. And just because everybody's doing it, meaning offering improper discounts, doesn't mean that it's compliant or legal. It just means that it's commonplace. You know, the, the other things that I, that I think uh, need to be addressed are, um, when, when I said earlier, trust but verify, there are some other good companies out there that are regulated as discount medical plans. And if you want to use one of them, that's great. Um, but I, 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 there are two things that I want to say about that. There are also some entities out there that personally cause me some concern. Um, <clears throat> there are some that um, you know have a lower fee than us. If it works for you, great. But I want to ask doctors, what's their why? You know, they're in chiropractic to help their patients. Hopefully, they are part of chiropractic and want to be able to benefit the profession in some way. And the reality is our company has literally donated millions of dollars to state associations, Foundation for Chiropractic Progress, the Congress of State Associations, to the Clinical Compass, Women DCs, we 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 put our money, our mouth, and our and our time into this profession, and it has never been about uh, the money. Uh, as a matter of fact, our our purpose, cause, and passion that we read every single Monday when our team gathers is to improve the quality of lives, uh, the quality of life for our doctors, their team, our team, and their patients. And every day, every day we come to work, it's focused on that. So yeah, anybody can do it cheaper, better. I'm sure there are cheaper chiropractors down the road, but they may not get the service that they get from Bobby, maybe. And so Hell when, you're, no. when you're making a decision about, you know, do I want to support something that's supporting this profession? That's where that's our strong suit. That really is, that really is our why. It is our, it is our unique, is giving back to this profession. Um, and, and I would be remiss if I didn't caution doctors about some of the models that are out there. Um, and I'm not going to mention any names, but there's one that charges the doctors a fee and allows them to give away a free membership to the patients. Mm. That sounds good. You don't have to talk about money to the patient, but anybody that's ever heard of the OIG, another three-letter acronym, 
um, 2009 Special Alert Bulletin says that you cannot give anything away to a beneficiary, a patient, that has a value of more than $15 or a max of $75 in a year. And if you look at any single specialty network, I just saw the commercial not an hour ago um, uh, of, a dis of a discount plan for dental, and it's $15 a month. That's 180 bucks a year. And so if you're giving away a free membership and you're giving discounts on top of that, how is that not potentially, pardon me, it's time for me to sort my sock drawer. Uh, how is that not, I mean, I'm just going to ask you to think again, if you know what the rule and reg is and you're offering a free membership and it allows you to discount, no doubt, which would ultimately be more than $15 or 75 in a year, just think, you know, for a moment, um, you know, again, I'm not going to name names, but this entity has operated as, has called themselves a DMPO a DM, uh, a, a preferred provider entity, a philanthropic provider or advocacy group, and a and a DMCO, which is a discount managed care organization. I'll challenge anyone, Google that and see how many there are. And again, I'm, I'm not an attorney, but I have stayed in the Holiday Inn Express you know, and so when you look at it and there's, you know, only one or two entities out there and you're calling yourself a managed care organization, yet you do none of the things that a true managed care organization does. Yes, you can join that. Yes, you can offer discounts um, or you can decide, you know what, I want to go with something that is regulated by the Department of Insurance, just like the insurance companies are. And at that point, you need to do your risk tolerance. What makes most sense? What's best for your practice? What's best for your patients? Um, and, and again, I, I may end up getting sued for the things that I say, so be it. That's why God made attorneys. You got one, I got one, all God's children got an attorney. So, you know, if, we, if somebody wants to play that game, I am more concerned about potential exposure for our profession. And I'm willing to spend the, the time and money to make sure that, we're doing things properly. And, yeah, well, you uh, didn't call any. You, you didn't call anyone out. You didn't. No. You, the, the bigger risk here, ultimately, there's a risk to patients. But the bigger risk here for these these docs out here who are potentially the consumer of these services is they don't know the difference between any of them. So this, like, giving a free membership to a patient, tugs perfectly on the heartstring of a chiropractor because that's what they sure. want to do. They want to care for more people but you're just becoming a victim because you're naive to the process when you don't know like who to trust. Obviously I am, I am specifically right here on this podcast, putting people in front of you that I believe you can trust. That doesn't mean you have to have their product with all of us have said that so far, but they're the people you can trust to ask enough questions to determine if it's right for you. I mean, we found the people you can trust, but you know, that that's the bigger problem is that the lack of, intellectual curiosity before jumping into stuff doesn't exist because the the heartstring has already been tugged oh i don't have to have the financial conversation with these patients i don't have to even charge them money or whatever the thing is that fits perfectly for me if a product is that perfect i start to get a little more skeptical than it, you know there's got to be some hoops to jump through here 
Like Ray's at least going to make me fill out some paperwork. I'm going to have to verify myself. I'm going to have to have conversations with the patients. Uh, it's on my onus to know what I'm talking about and know how this stuff works. Um, uh, the next question I'm going to ask you guys, there's obviously further education I can gain to gain even further trust and competency in this topic from you all. And that seems like enough calories to burn to say, I know what I'm doing here yeah. versus like just, Oh, that seems like easy and free. Let me go there. What have you all listeners learned about easy and free <laughs> in your life so far? Has social media not taught you anything about easy and free? If it's easy and free, you're the product. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, Speaking we, of this we, podcast. Have, we certainly do have uh, tons of resources on our website, our webinars. Um, there's one called Risky Business. Um, you know, as, as a result of all the chatter that was occurring on um, the FTC Facebook uh, page over Christmas, un by the way, unbeknownst to my entire team, uh, I had just gotten a belly full. <laughs> and over the Christmas holidays, I, I wrote a document called Chusa Responds um, uh -huh. to, to some of the misinformation out there and some of the concerns. And and so go, go read that document. I, I will tell you, I was put in time out after uh, sending that out without <laughs> uh, without my COO and my uh, my, my other uh, folks in the, in the company. But hey, you know, I can go rogue every now and again. That's right. That's right. I mean, it, you have right to, we all have right to be upset when we know that the answers are out there and people who call themselves professionals and want to be called by the whole world doctors with their... Uh, mahogany bookcases and leather bound books of all their intelligence that they have and they have no ca capacity for introspection they have no capacity to study things and, and learn them and know them before they open their mouth or start typing on a keyboard they just uh, there are so many of us that do not do that that don't have intellectual curiosity they just have the they they want the reward of being on the stage they want the reward of having the titles. They want the reward of being respected and dignified, but they don't do any of the shit that gets you to earn that. Just and do that, the work. Man. Yeah, just do the work, check the boxes off, do the right thing, uh, and ask the right questions from the right people, and I think you'll be much better off in life in general. Uh, that's my piece of advice. Do you have any last piece of advice for anybody? who my, All four of the people listening right now, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say again, think again about your choices and trust, but verify. Um, you know, we, we welcome questions, concerns. Uh, let, let me give you my, um, let me give you my personal email address. It's drfoxworth at gmail.com. No period after the doctor. Um, I, I chose that one because I can remember it most days. And if so, some of the listeners have questions along the way, shoot those to me directly. I'll be happy to reply to them. And I will tell you that if I don't know the answer, I have surrounded myself with one of the premier discount medical plan uh, law groups out of uh, Kansas. And I, I am fortunate to say um, our company has had either speaking on its behalf or relationships with just about every top consultant in compliance, billing, coding, documentation, practice management, you name it. We have 
quite a stable of people that that we can uh, reach out to and believe it or not on almost any topic. <laughs> yeah, uh, speaking of that, obviously we opened a fire hose on people today. Do uh, what? <laughs> we opened a fire hose on people today. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and you have out. a lot of topical expertise. Uh, I have a feeling we're going to be talking to you more in the future. Well, happy to help in any way I can, Bobby. And again, thanks thanks for the opportunity to uh, to, to chat with you and uh, get the information out. And I can't close out this podcast without admitting to one very specific crime. We did not talk to Christy Hudson enough. Oh, um, <laughs> hey, she, she was she was here to make sure I didn't I didn't go out of my boundaries, Bobby. She sent me no messages. There are no messages like get them off that topic or yeah edit that out or anything i think they're just they're they're unduly concerned about you yeah chris you know i'll I'll share this story with you um christy's been with me what 14 years now 13 years 13 years yeah and so I, i literally cairo health started to grow and i had to have somebody uh and i ran an ad at like nine o'clock on a on a sunday night on craigslist Christy responded. Mm-hmm. I literally, literally hired her over an email and she shows up the next day and she's been by my side the, the entire time. Um, and we got to a point where I was traveling so much where I said, you know, I, I really need somebody to invent a clone. Well, fast forward, little did I know that my clone would wear a skirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay these days. There's nothing wrong. Yeah, with it. It, it is. <laughs> <laughs> We're flexible, man. That's right. That's right. It's all good. Yeah, we, uh, and kudos to my team. We have an absolutely wonderful team, um, top down, and 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 to them, uh, thank you because we we couldn't do what we do with without all of them. Yeah, and Christy, if people want more information besides just hammering Dr. Foxworth's private email, uh, how can they get some more info? Uh, they can definitely go to the website at um, CurraHealthUSA.com. So depending on how your level of comfort with communication, you can. Um, chat, live chat with a member of our team. You can email over any questions that you have and they go to our entire provider services department. Um, You can call in and hear a beautiful Southern voice who will answer any questions that you have. And I think one of the really cool things is if we're not trying to sell you that you need us. In fact, we will tell you every possible way how to fix something in your office so you don't have to use this at all. Um, but at the same time, we're going to talk to you about like, what are you trying to accomplish? What are the, what are the goals that you have for your, your, your practice? What are your demographics? What are you trying to accomplish? Um, because I think sometimes being the, the doctor and the practice owner, we like overcomplicate things. Um, like, well, I think I'm supposed to do this, but what I really want to do is this, but I'm not really sure if I'm doing this and, um, you know. So we're going to listen to you and we're going to um, hear everything that you're that you're wanting to accomplish and achieving your practice. And, and you might need us to do that. You might not. But maybe we're not the right fit for you. So we'll refer you to somebody else. Um, oh, wait. Oh, I know somebody who's really excellent and has the perfect answer for you in that department with 
um, billing or, um, you know, providing that service in your office, let me connect you with that person. Oh, you're having problem with your software? I feel you. So does everybody else. Here, let me connect you to somebody who can solve that problem for you. And I think the really interesting thing is, Bobby, if, if you ever talk to a member of our provider services team, they will tell you that about half the questions that they answer on the phone every day have nothing to do with offering discounts. And it has nothing to do with Cover Health USA. It has everything to do with other problems that people have. Oh, sure. Yeah. And, and, that is why, and that is why we call ourselves the network that works for chiropractic. It truly is. Absolutely. It, it's one of the things that has me respecting you guys. Uh, so it, it's one of the things that brought my attention. It's the first thing that comes to my mind when I think Cairo Health USA is uh, connected, resourceful. And if people are going to be intellectually curious and find the want the right answers for their practice, no matter what kind of practice it is, you have to be connected to, to the right people. So that's why I feel like I'm bringing you into our circle. Well, like, I, I, one I, I, of I, us, one of us. Yeah. And, and we're going to flesh this out uh, in a couple of days in Parker Vegas and we hang out together. Yeah. Look forward to it. Uh, so thank you guys for being on and um, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care, Bobby.